right. Welcome back, everybody. It is another edition of the Draft Dive Fantasy Football Podcast. We're doing our starts and sits for this week coming up. Uh, I'm Jonah, joined as always by my co-host, Colt. Colt, how's it going out there? Oh, it's going all right. We got an exciting Thursday night football game. It became exciting uh, a little bit closer towards the end. I mean, I would say actually probably the whole thing was. I mean, the offenses are, I mean, Calvin Ridley, I, what, what did he do? He, I think he scored the same number of fantasy points he has on his jersey, which he's rocking the, the newly acquired uh, number zero, right? So that's, he's not, yeah, I don't, he's been really hit or miss this season so far, that, uh, that Calvin Ridley guy. Yeah, definitely a bit of a surprise shutout. I I read somewhere he must have bet the under on his receptions this week. So <laughs> we'll we'll go with that that he bet the under on receptions and yardage and uh so that's that's why he just didn't feel like doing anything today. Um our our Patreon subscribers though, they got the advice to bet the over on Derek Carr's what 237 Point five passing yards and he hit 300 so thanks Derek Carr for paying off for us and for our premium members yeah there we go yeah I mean Derek Carr I mean he's been I think it's the past two games he's had over 50 pass attempts which is wild wild I mean I, I wouldn't think that you want Derek Carr throwing that many Alvin Kamara and you know the defense playing the kind of way that they are but back-to-back 300 yard games uh I mean he hasn't had a, a 20 point fantasy finish so far on the season but as far as a streamer, I mean, right in that category, probably. Yeah, not so bad. I mean, definitely a, hey, if if someone's going to get you 300 yards, not so bad. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it. That's for sure. What is bad, though, injuries, right? And we have those every single week. Um, let's get into just a little bit of injury news uh, here to start us off before we get into the starts and sits. I, I think the most interesting one is probably Kyler Murray. He's designated to return back from IR. He practiced on Wednesday in a limited fashion, uh, which means officially they're out of the the tanking for Caleb Williams and or Drake May, whoever you have at number one. Uh, uh, sweepstakes, if you will. Kyler's their guy moving forward. I mean, this is an upgrade to all the pass catchers once he does suit up. It's not going to be this week. I think their their matchups back are like uh, Baltimore and Cleveland. So even then... It's not, yeah, Baltimore and Cleveland. So even then, it's not really like super exciting, which I wouldn't expect him to come back maybe even next week. But yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be out there. Hollywood Brown, it's upgrade for, for him. If you can get him, if you could trade for him on the cheap or even pay market price, that, I would, that's something I would certainly do. Yeah, people are down on Kyler Murray for some reason. He's really good. The <laughs> team, the team, you know, they they have holes in Arizona don't get me wrong they're they're struggling a bit and they'll they'll probably struggle to find wins even with Kyler Murray but they've shown they're scrappy and I think they'll play spoiler for a few teams coming down the the stretch here yeah for sure I mean if if he gets things going that you know he's great for fantasy he runs the ball passes the ball exceptionally and so yeah I mean Kyler Murray glad to have you back once you get back on the field Anthony Richardson, it looks like he's uh, he's getting a sol- shoulder surgery, and he's out for the season. So I think we only got to see him in maybe two full games. And he looked certainly fantasy-relevant. I think, think they won a few with him, too. So, yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. will be next year pretty uh, relevant. But, yeah, heal up, get better. Yeah, we're excited to see him. He'll probably be drafted around the Justin Fields, Jackson, you know, stuff like that, assuming they still stay on pace of 
Uh, let's, we just talked about two great quarterbacks. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to be here week seven. His back injuries got him out. So I think they're, they haven't said it just yet, but they're probably rolling out Brian Hoyer. Um, that's who would make sense for me. Uh, I mean, Hoyer versus Magnet. Yeah. You know, the Super Bowl matchup we've all been waiting for. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the over under in that one is like 37 and a half. I, it, I'm certainly betting the under <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that uh, Hoyer will probably use his veteran uh, veteran Wiles to cover that three point spread. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Let's hope. I mean, I'm excited. I'm I'm perfectly fine with starting all the pass catchers that are still on the Ravens. I think Brian Hoyer is a veteran of the game enough to know uh, to get it to the Devontae Adams, to get it to Kobe Myers. So not really, not really sweating starting either one, guys. Yeah. Um, Somebody you do have to worry about, Kyron Williams. Uh, he is expected to miss multiple games. Originally, it came out uh, that it wasn't going to be too serious. Then we had our waiver show. And we we talked about Zach Evans and how he's probably the the waiver wire ad of the week at the running back position. And then it turns out they elevated basically everyone from the practice squad. I mean, you've been signed other players, so they you know they added uh, was it Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin, Daryl Williams or Daryl Henderson. So, yeah, I mean, just because you're on the team doesn't mean you have a role on the team. These guys could easily come in there and just evaporate any kind of possible touches he was going to get. I, I like uh, Zach Evans the most just because he's a rookie, a little more unknown. He's got the juice. But we've seen, you know, Daryl Henderson in this role before. He probably already knows every part of the playbook. I couldn't imagine this changed too terribly much since he was there. And, yeah, I mean, he's somebody I'd be stashing on the end of a bench. Um, assuming you've got the bench space, just as like a somebody got deemed out right at the end of the week or before the week, and you have you put them on IR and you can throw them on there, just because you don't know how this is going to shake up. Yep. The uh, I mean, I do love my boy Royce Freeman from Oregon. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how many touches he's going to have. I mean, Zach Evans is obviously the guy to to target, but I got a I got a root for my guy uh, Royce. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, you know sometimes it just doesn't translate to uh, to the NFL. We would hope to see more out of them. Crazy in college there at Oregon, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of a crapshoot. I Zach Evans is the one you want to bet on if you're betting on anybody. You paid up in FAB or waiver priority to get him, so you're, you're starting him if you got him. I'm sure. especially given the, the bye weeks and all the injuries, and there's even more injuries. So let's talk some good news just a little bit. Here are some players that practice in full on Thursday. So basically, giving them the green light that they're going to be playing um, on Sunday. We got Ramondre Stevenson, Wandale Robinson, Deontay Johnson. Welcome back. He's uh, there. We go from his hiatus. Yeah, he was um, last time he played was Week One. So happy to see him back. Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. He's uh, should be should be out there. He's been throwing and everything like that. So that's good for my uh, my team. I have a super flex, which I was rolling out Mac Jones and Bryce Young. So excited to get Deshaun Watson back for me. Um, Dalton Kincaid, Josh Allen's teammate there. He's, he's clear with concussion protocol. He's practicing. I think one of the biggest ones uh, here is Jeff Wilson Jr. He's back. So that's going to mean Devon Ahmed. He's probably delegated to backup duties. Uh, and then he's going to take a little bit. I, I don't know if in, it's in his first week back, but he's going to take a little bit of work from... Uh, you know, Raheem Mostert. So it's not that you have any hesitation starting Mostert. You're going to start him. You're going to throw him out there, even against the Eagles, who are who are great. Um, but yeah, that's not a you know 
keep an eye on him. If he's on waivers, certainly stash him. If, if for some reason he's out there, I mean, he's available in about half of league. And then Christian Any... Watson. Oh, okay, yeah. Any word on uh, McCaffrey? No word on McCaffrey. So he was limited in practice. Uh, him and oh, sorry, no, they were actually did not practice. McCaffrey and Debo both mispracticed on Thursday. Um, they're not players that need to practice. They've been in the game long enough, but it's never encouraging, especially on a Monday night football game. Uh, you know where they you got to have an audible, right? So if you picked up your Jordan Mason, you picked up Elijah Mitchell, something like that. Yeah, it's not uh not not very clear on if they're going to be out there. And, and on Thursday, getting a, a DNP is, is never great. Yep, it's it's scary out there. I did manage to get Jordan Mason, but I'd, it'd be nice to see McCaffrey out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, certainly. I mean, I would I would play a hobbled McCaffrey over a Jordan Mason certainly any day. It's like the, it's like the Travis Kelsey, right? It's like you can start Travis Kelsey coming back from injury. Uh, it's just the ceiling is just so much higher for these players. So, but you can get the yeah. stars, uh, you know, get them out there, get them aligned, and get them into your lineups. Uh, some players that were limited in practice this week, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. I wouldn't expect him to play, but he was still limited. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he's he's actually back. Um, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Craig Reynolds, and Amari Cooper. I say Craig Reynolds in that sense because Jameer Gibbs and Craig Reynolds are limited. And then we have David Montgomery, who isn't practicing, who I would be shocked if he plays because he has that rib cartilage issue. Any kind of read on the Lions backfield that you uh, you think any, either one of these guys are playing? I think Craig Reynolds was a little bit more of a uh, hamstring and toe injury. Gives just the hamstring, but I think Reynolds was a late add, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I mean, Reynolds being on there is kind of is scary for folks who picked him up, like myself, who thought he'd have a few good weeks of running. Uh, no, it is. It's a hamstring issue. Uh, that's which isn't a good thing, but I guess we just have to have to wait and see and see how serious it is. Yeah, they're gonna have somebody out there. Is it, hopefully it's not Divine Zigbo, but uh, it's yeah, it's not it's not something you want to see on a Thursday as a limited practice. So hopefully they get a full one on Friday, give you a little more confidence going into the weekend. Um, some players that did not practice, we already talked about Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. David Montgomery did not practice. Hunter Henry, Roshan Johnson still hasn't cleared concussion protocol, which is kind of shocking to me. Um, and then Justin Fields, I'm, I'm pretty confident playing week with a dislocated thumb. That's it for the injuries. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it would be a little shocking if if it's out there. Um, let's go ahead. We'll we'll roll into our starts of the week. I've got. Uh, I'm going to start with mine here. I've got a, a quarterback. Uh, I've conned this well a few times as my start of the week. I think this is the second time here. I'm going Jordan Love at the Broncos. The Broncos, they're allowing the most fantasy points to the quarterback position. And outside of his one bad game against the Raiders, he's been great. I mean, Love's gotten two weeks to prep for this game because of the bye. It's given Christian Watson more time to heal up. It's given Aaron Jones more time to heal up. I'm in love with Jordan Love this week. Also, a side note, whenever he gets a rushing TD, if if you get to see one of those, he's had two in the season, all of his teammates walk around him with like the little heart hands. And I just think that's, <laughs> I think that's totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going with a quarterback, playing against Denver, smart move. 
Uh, Jordan Love definitely looking like a must, almost a must start this week, unless you, you know, have a superstar ahead of him, of course. But he's definitely a very strong start this week. Yeah, top 12 uh, guy for me. I'm going with, with the guy I went with last week, and uh, he's got another weak, weak defense to go against. That's Geno Smith uh, going against Arizona. Um, you know, that Seattle offensive line isn't very good, but the Cardinals are dead last in pressuring the quarterback. So Geno should have some time back there. Even if DK's maybe a little banged up, I still see him having a pretty strong game against the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. And the Cardinals keeping it scrappy enough to where they're still throwing the ball. Yeah, I, I like Geno. I like Geno more than Jordan Love. That's a uh, that's a great pick there. Um, you know, versus Arizona, it's just you, you got to pick on these these weaker defenses. As you mentioned, the pressure on the quarterback is a key thing, and if you're not getting that, then giving you some time to throw to these elite receivers like Lockett, uh, Metcalf, which I'd expect him to be out there. He's played through injury before, and then hopefully get to see some JSN. Uh, you know, I'm trying to. I want to. I want to see some things out of my first round rookie pick um but I, but i digress yeah gino's a great pick versus arizona i'm getting into my uh running back start of the week i'm going uh brian robinson at the giants uh the giants another defense we want to kind of pick on they've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position uh brian robinson has been the lead back in positive game scripts which i would kind of expect this to be a, a positive game script for the commanders he scores more fantasy points then, too, which is ideally, uh, you know, what we want because they don't have to go towards Antonio Gibson, which is what they do in a negative game script. So, I mean, this was kind of shocking when I looked at the splits. Surprisingly, Brian Robinson is still getting a decent amount of work in the passing game compared to Gibson. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Brian Robinson has 11 receptions on the season. Gibson has 13. In, in the run game, it's just clearly Brian Robinson, 77 attempts to 16. Um, with all that being said, this is a nice matchup here. But I would sell Brian Robinson if in the, in the event that you have him and he has a blow-up week here this week because he's got some not-so-favorable matchups. He's got the Eagles, then the Patriots, Seahawks. So if you could get a deal done, let's say you're at the top of your league for like a, uh, a David Montgomery. It, now, it's going to be tough because he probably doesn't suit up for three weeks, but his playoff schedule is so nice. So if the... Montgomery owner is somebody who's like struggling and just need a warm body out there, especially if Brian Robinson has a good good game. They're probably more than willing to go ahead and make that trade with you. Lions fantasy playoff schedule. Here's how it opens up. Bears, Broncos, very first two weeks. So it's about as about as good as it comes. That's juicy. Yeah, that's juicy matchups right there. Uh for my start of the week, I am going to go with a Denver running back, uh Javante Williams. I almost went him. Yeah, so I like, you know, Green Bay, not so great against the run. Javante kind of got, he's been eased back in, and I think they're going to, once he starts getting a a true starter's carry, uh, which I think could start this week, uh, I think he's going to be kind of a guy who can fill in nicely on a team that's, that's we like to pick on a lot, um, but kind of a, a bright spot in Denver, I believe Javante Williams will be. Yeah, the ma the matchup is great. It, it's just about that time where he's gotten worked, uh, you know, worked into the the offense enough 
um, you know, coming back from injuries. So I'm hoping this is the get right game and getting them right into it. Like I said, I almost had him as my start of the week. I, I didn't even write it in, and I was like, uh, around just a little bit more, kind of penciled him in, erased him, put Brian Robinson. But yeah, Javante's a, a great pick versus the Packers. Um, I'm going on to a uh, wide receiver here. Atlanta wide receiver. No, not Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he's a wide receiver basically for me. Yeah. I'm going Drake London uh, at the Buccaneers. So sometimes in week one, uh, you have these performances that just kind of stick in your head, right? And you have these preseason narratives that kind of stick in your head as well. You know, for better or for worse, they, they just happen. So in week one, he had one target, zero receptions. If you wipe, wipe away that week one performance from weeks two to six, London's been the wide receiver 17, so a super solid wide receiver two for you. He has the 15th most targets, the 19th most yards, and he's tied third for end zone targets in that time frame. He's coming off the best game uh, in his in his career as a pro. Nine, first nine reception game, and the first time he's uh, had 125 yards, so career best in yardage. The Bucks are about the middle of the pack uh, for against the pass, and the Falcons are passing the ball a lot more than we originally thought in the preseason. So I'm, I'm totally excited for Drake London. If you have him, you've kind of seen that. Just go ahead and keep rolling him out there. Yeah, that week one was painful. Yeah. I, I experienced it myself, so so I get it. it. It definitely does stick in your head, but London's been really solid besides that. Yeah, he's basically in every, I mean, every week starter besides week one, and you've been pretty happy with him. Yeah, we always knew he was good, too. It's just it was a product of the offense. We just weren't sure if he could get past the offense. We knew he was a great wide receiver. It's situations sometimes, uh, you know, could take precedent over the talent. Will, but yeah, I mean the talent's shining now, and it's going to shine on the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I am going to go with. I'm going to pick on Denver and uh, go with Christian Watson, healthy Christian Watson. I think uh, you're, you know, your start of the week. Jordan Love is going to be throwing that ball and throwing it downfield to Christian Watson. I like him to catch at least one deep score this week. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I mean, uh, Watson, it's just about time for him. He doesn't need many, you know, many catches. I think, uh, what was it, last, about to uh, check it out, but I think it was his la- one of his last games he was in. He um, he caught like a 70-yard uh, bomb or something like that. Like, it was pretty simple for him, uh, but that's just part of his game. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Don't sleep on healthy Christian Watson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got two weeks to heal up. Broncos or somebody want to pick on. Simple math there. Uh, we're talking about that game. I, I think there's another pass catcher you can also throw out there. I'm, I'm talking tight end Luke Musgrave. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're the best matchup for tight ends. I mean, it certainly helps when you have, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of touchdowns going against them. But they're allowing an average of six catches, 75 yards, and a half a touchdown uh, to the tight end position alone. So if you exclude uh, Luke Musgrave's concussion game in week four, he was the tight end 13 on the season without catching a touchdown. So that's that's what you want from your tight end position, typically. He was seventh in receptions. He's glued to the field. I'm starting with confidence against the Broncos, for sure. Yeah. Well, so I've got a couple for tight end because one comes with a bit of a question mark, being <laughs> a, a, a questionable injury mark. But my boy, Pat Fryermuth, I think if he comes back, I'd look for him to have a good game versus the Rams. The Rams are the third worst against tight ends in terms of fantasy points. So 
I think you got to watch Pat Fryermuth if he's going to be healthy. Could be a nice, nice play. Uh, my other guy is going to be Darren Waller. Uh, Waller, he's been the tight end 12 this uh this season, the Giants haven't done that much, but he's still tight in 12. And really, I think their passing game looks a little better with Tyrod Taylor out there, you know, unfortunately to Danny Dimes. But, you know, I think he's going to get thrown the ball a lot. And, uh, you know, Washington's going to put up some points. They've been putting up points every week. So watch, uh, watch Darren Waller this week as well. Yeah, both great tight ends, both great matchups as well. So... Yeah, I love I love those picks. Um, I'm a little hesitant on Firemuth, and as you mentioned, you're kind of hedging it, uh, which totally makes sense because you know he is limited. Um, he was actually downgraded to limited. So on Wednesday, he practiced in full. On Thursday, he was limited participant. So it's always a little scary. You don't like him going backwards, but you know sometimes that happens. Uh, and limited could be they could do 99% of the drills. They could do 100% of the drills, or it could mean that they did 1% of the drills and they were limited. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, hopefully on Friday we see him back out there. It, he's just a great tight end overall. We really want to see him back on the field regardless. And the Rams matchup is, is juicy. Um, you know, I, I would throw him out there for sure if, if you got him. He was actually yeah. on waivers for a lot of leagues too. I mean, he's, he was like crazy. 50, yeah. yeah, I, I you know, I, I would just be holding on to him. It wasn't, was, he wasn't gone that long, so. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, nevertheless. Um. I'm going to go with the uh, one right here. I, I could go an easy layup with the Raiders at the Bears versus uh, Tyson Badgett, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go I'm – I'm a man. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go in the Bucks versus the Falcons. Uh, and you might be saying, well, Colts, you had Drake London as your wide receiver start of the week. Well, that's part of the thing here. So this is the lowest over under the week at 37 points. The Falcons have, uh, have scored on a points-per-game basis the fourth fewest – so their offense hasn't been great. They're basically getting empty yardage. So they're about half, they're middle of the pack for total yardage. They're at the bottom of the pack for points per game. So yeah, it's just they're getting down the field, not quite getting those points on the board, but they're moving the ball um, is basically the way that you could look at that. And that is kind of, you know, evident with, you know, the way that Kyle Pitts hasn't really been scoring touchdowns. Strick London hasn't been really scoring touchdowns. It It's kind of showing there. But the Bucks are great against the run. They're middle of the pack uh, versus the pass, and they're tied uh, third for the uh, most interceptions in the league. So the Buccaneers' the defense is it's super exciting, but neither is the Falcons' off. Yeah, no, I I get that, and you know, the Falcons seem to kind of have one or two weapons, but they don't put up tons of points. But Drake London touchdown, and that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as you said, I, I thought we had talked enough about the Raiders going against <laughs> undrafted rookie Tyson Bagnett. I think everyone's got that point, yep. so I wanted to go with a different defense. Uh, kind of a, a surprisingly good defense this year has been the Indianapolis Colts, and they're taking on Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, even with Deshaun Watson, Hasn't really been lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, the Colts, they're seventh in points allowed, third in sacks, second in fumbles. Uh, they're not so good at interceptions, but, you know, they they make enough plays to put up fantasy points against a team that'll probably score less than 20 points against them. So 
I think the Colts are a sneaky play this week. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the Browns are winning via the defense, and uh, you you said 20 points, which is kind of perfect for the line. On average, they're scoring 19 points per game. The Browns are. So, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly like that pick. Even though Deshaun Watson is trending to play, I, I, I like that, that pick regardless. Yeah, so, I mean, th- those are the starts of the week. Let's go ahead and get into our sits of the week. Uh, I'm going with the quarterback here. I've got a Mr. I'm going back to the well. <laughs> I'm going Mr. Jared Goff at the Ravens. So here's the thing, right? Last week, you might be saying, Colt told me to set Jared Goff. He goes out, has a 350-yard game, two touchdowns. Okay, well, I did talk about Tampa. They're middle of the pack. Uh, It was mainly because of his home road splits. This is, like I said, last year he had, I think it's six or seven touchdowns on the road. He just has two here this week, which is, you know, the Lions do look good. It could be a turn of the leaf and he's progressing to the mean. Nevertheless, I'm, he's going against Baltimore. So that's part of, you know, thing here. You know he's bad on the road historically, but playing Baltimore, who are the number one against uh, fantasy quarterbacks, they're allowing 10.2 fantasy points on average to quarterbacks. They've allowed the fewest passing touchdowns in the league, and the average passing yards per game is 197 yards. So I'm trying to avoid Jared Goff, even though he's the quarterback five on the season. I would try and start a Jordan Love or your start of the week, Geno Smith, uh, over a Jared Goff this week. Yeah, no, I mean, I I was shocked last week by Goff's road numbers, and maybe maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe he's great on the road now. But the Ravens, yeah, the Ravens' defense isn't Tampa's defense. Mm-hmm. It's it's too very. Two very different uh, squads going up against. Uh, I'm actually going to go with an absolute stud who, I get it, you're probably starting him no matter what, but if you had some room, you might think about sitting him. And that's Justin Herbert against the Chiefs. Um, Herbert, you know, is... Look, guy's great. It's not him. Uh, The Chiefs' defense is what it is. They've been surprising this year. I mean, their games aren't shootouts. Everyone expects, okay, it's a Kansas City game. It's going to be, you know, 35 to 30. That's that's not what they're doing this year. They're winning close, lower scoring games. And, you know, I think Herbert, I mean, I think he goes for 250 and maybe one or two touchdowns this week, which maybe that's good enough that you just say, hey, I'm going to start Herbert and I get it. But I think he's going to have a tough week this week. Yeah, it would be tough. As you mentioned, it's tough to sit him because he is the. I mean, he's the quarterback six, but that includes a bye week as well. Um, the last five matchups between the Chargers and the Chiefs all have been shootouts. So it's you know sixty points, fifty points here, seventy points uh, combined games. So yeah, another sixty and fifty-five points. So they're they're certainly almost always shootouts. But we don't have a Mike Williams. Austin Eckler didn't. Barely look himself um, when we get back into it. And the Chiefs defense, you know, once they got once they got Jones back uh, after week one, I mean, they look look great. And the, the cool thing about the Chiefs defense, no one has scored over 21 points on them all season. It was the Lions in week one. They just, they look great. So, yeah, I can see how you, you can have hesitation at the quarterback position. Sure. Yeah. Um, on to the running back set of the week. I'm going Gus Edwards versus the Lions. Um, 
shouldn't really be a surprising pick here if you look at you know Gus Edwards. What's surprising to me is the the over under in this game. It's a it's basically a pick 'em, um, which I was I was kind of shocked at. I thought the Lions had done enough to show that they are the better team, but nevertheless, I'm expecting the Lions to win the game. Gus Edwards, he has four targets in six games, so he's basically non-existent in the passing game. So they've got to keep this close, otherwise it's the Justice Hill show. It's very much like uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson there for the Washington Commanders. The Lions are also the best against the run, only allowing 7.3 fantasy points to the running back position on average. So that's not just starting running backs. That's all running backs going against them um, on the week. Gus is getting the carries, which is basically all you can ask for at the running back position during all these bye weeks and all these injuries we discussed at the beginning of the pod. But... Yeah, I mean, I would start a Jaleel McLaughlin, Zach Evans, who I have absolutely zero confidence, and that's a roll of the dice play, or Roshan Johnson, assuming assuming he sets up. Uh, like, there are a lot of other players I would play over uh, Gus Edwards this week. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, Gus hasn't lit the world on fire, and he is going against a tough team, which is kind of my guy i guess too uh hasn't lit the world on fire but he's a much bigger name uh jonathan taylor so jonathan taylor going against that cleveland defense i get it probably be a low scoring game you figure they're going to be running the ball but cleveland is very good against the run jonathan taylor's not even up to you know he worked uh 42 percent of the snaps uh, this past week so he's that big name but I think he's got a tough week coming against Cleveland yeah I mean it's it's encouraging seeing the snap percentage go up and it may not be a name you can sit but uh, and he's always got the upside right but Cleveland I mean on total defense or yeah I guess yards allowed uh, the Cleveland defense is allowing 200 yards total in the game so let's say Gardner Minshew passes for 125. That means they've got 75 on the ground. Where is that coming from? It's not. It's. I don't think they're getting 75 on the ground either way. Um, I, yeah, it's it's gonna be a very very tough matchup. I really want to try to avoid Jonathan Taylor until you can actually plug him in. He he had an okay week last week because he was kind of saved by the amount of targets and receptions he had. But yeah, I mean the snap percentage went up. The carries didn't really go up. So meaning when he was on the field the week before in his first game back, he was getting the carries. But, yeah, it's not uh, not super encouraging. It's just a Cleveland defense. So And then after that, they've got the Saints, um, which is another tough run defense. So it might be might be too... If you can sell them off name value, just simply get somebody a little bit better in the meantime, maybe you uh, maybe you do that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with benching ta- Jonathan Taylor, if you can. Um, do you have any kind of names? I, I'll give you a few here. You just tell me where you're at if you would start Jonathan Taylor over there. Okay. Let's go a, a Ramondre Stevenson. He's playing Buffalo. Uh, I'd say that's about equal, but I might yeah. lean towards Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw an uptick in his passing game as well, um, which was encouraging. Um, yeah, but another a horrible matchup. I, I feel like that's almost the same same type of play there. Yeah, just a killer D line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, here's a nasty one. Uh, Najee Harris versus the Rams. Talk about somebody who's getting Ooh, volume. 
Yeah, you know, I'd I'd probably trust Najee more than I would uh, Taylor just because Taylor's carries are going to be split. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I guess Jalen Warren has been getting 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 some run too, right? Yeah, actually, I mean they've both been dealing with split carries. Najee kind of a little more under the radar, I guess, but he has definitely been splitting splitting carries and splitting time with Warren. I still I like the the matchup versus the Rams better than. That Cleveland defense is just nasty. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, I mean, some other audible names you might be able to go to is like a Jerome Ford. I would certainly start over him um, as far as somebody you probably picked up off the waiver wire. Um, outside of that, it's, it's pretty tough. I wouldn't go to the Jaleel McLaughlin type play, but or even probably the Zach Evans. That's a nice matchup against Berg. I, I would still start Taylor there. But yeah, the Cleveland's defense, it's just the upside is absolutely capped. Um, I'm not, I mean, when I was watching Taylor, it didn't really look like he had that home run speed exactly. He had some catches. I think it was receptions he actually had. They were coming out to the outside and you got to see a little bit of juice out of him, but we know he has home run speed. It just, is he healthy enough to really get that, get that going? That's to be determined. I don't think we see it this week. Nevertheless, I'm going to stay with the same team. Uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm going to go with the wide receiver I'm sitting this week. It's Josh Downs. We we talked about him uh, on the waiver show as somebody you want to pick up, but this isn't the week to plug him into your lineup unless you've got a you know maybe a two-flex, full PPR league. Outside of that, you want to audible away. The Browns, we, we, we've we beat it, you know, beat it with a hammer at this point. They're probably the best overall defense in the league. Uh, they are the number one against the pass. We just saw them slow down the 49ers offense, and now they get Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Uh, I'm out on Josh Downs this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, I thought about talking about Michael Pippen Jr. as well for the exact same reasons. Uh, yeah, I just, I love Minshew, but this week isn't prep. This week isn't his week. Yeah. Um. So besides Pippen uh, Jr., I wanted to go with a Pittsburgh receiver, George Pickens uh, versus the Rams. Pickens has been really, he's been really up and down. And I just think this is going to be one of his down games, especially if uh, Johnson is coming back. That's just less targets coming his way. And yeah, I I think this is a down week for Pickens. Maybe I'd have to look at the schedule. Maybe next week's another up week, but he's definitely a, a boomer bust. And I think he's busting this week. Yeah, with all, with the family getting back together, you got you know got Johnson, Deontay Johnson coming back, George Pickens obviously out there, and and Pat Fryermuth maybe uh, suiting up. So we we saw only all of them at least this season, all of them all together um, in Week One, and Deontay Johnson didn't even play the full game; played about half of it. Um, granted, it was against the San Francisco 49ers, but he only scored six fantasy points in that. He had five receptions, thirty six yards, no touchdowns. It doesn't mean that he can't be. Uh, good, but it's it's come on big plays, you know, 120 yards and a touchdown, 130 yards and a touchdown. If you watch those, I mean, that was on four receptions and six receptions. So, yeah, I'll, he's been getting these big, deep bomb touchdowns, and uh, that's just sometimes how it goes. So, yeah, I'm I'm avoiding George Pickens if possible. Uh, if you're an underdog, it's always somebody you can plug into your lineup. But everybody everybody getting come back on the team, it's not very encouraging because we know Deontay Johnson gets that work. You know where back, so yeah, yeah. I'm going into. Uh, I mean, this guy was getting a lot of touchdowns. 
um, from Mr. Justin Fields. I'm talking tight end Cole Komet versus the Raiders. The Raiders aren't exceptionally good against the tight end position, but the Raiders will be good against uh, against Tyson. How do you how do you pronounce his last name? Is it is it Badgett? I believe or? it's Bagnet. Bagnet. Okay, Bagnet Tyson. Yeah, they're going to be good against <laughs> that position here this week. Um, I'm I'm totally cool with rolling out DJ Moore because he still saw seven of his eight targets in the second half with Bagnet um, starting. So we know that he's going to get that work. And and the whole thing about tight ends, we talked about it earlier. It's the allure of the touchdown upside, and I just do not see it uh, here with Tyson at quarterback. I I'd certainly bench him um, if you can and, and throw a Logan Thomas, a Gerald Everett in that shootout. I'd be rolling out either one of those guys and hoping for a touchdown. Yeah, it doesn't look good for Cole Komet being such a touchdown-dependent target um, in a game that's probably going to be pretty low-scoring. Yeah, I think the... I'll have to look at the... Yeah, I was actually... Let's see, I was going to go <laughs> talk about Cole Komet, too. Um, so, let's see, we talked about Kyle Pitts enough. Um, I'll go with with an old guy, uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, Goddard, he's, uh, you know, just kind of a solid, solid option there in Philadelphia. But I do think that Philly, I think their game plan is going to be running the ball against a weaker Miami run defense. That pass defense is kind of where they make their money. And so I see Philadelphia running the ball, maybe a nice week for uh for their running backs there but uh not so nice for dallas goddard yeah i mean we just saw chuba hubbard right yeah he was your start of the week last week and he he you know 19 carries 88 yards and a touchdown so he did that against miami they they were the cool thing about it is with with the panthers they kind of went up early i think it was 14-0 or something like that maybe 17-0 and uh which is exactly what you want to see against a miami team because that means they're actually going to be able to keep passing the ball so just running it nonstop, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with the tight end position. It's look for the touchdown. It's supposed to be a shootout. I'm I'm ex- so excited for this Sunday night football game. Getting the popcorn ready, uh, you know Philadelphia and and Miami. Who do you think is the? I don't know if you've seen the lines at all. Who do you think's the favorite in this matchup? It's I mean, Philadelphia. I would, guess, I would guess Philadelphia is the favorite. Yeah, they, yeah, two uh, two and a half points. I was going to say three, yeah, because just that it's kind of a coin toss game, and then you give them three points for being at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess, yeah, Miami's really half point, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a toss-up. I'm I'm super excited for it either way. I I think Miami pulls it out on the road, um, but that's going to be a really good game. But back onto your uh, your Dallas Goddard pick there. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it uh, time and time again where it's, you know, they've, they've got A.J. Brown, who's just been absolutely killing it, and then uh, Devonta Smith, right? It's not all of these. There's so many mouths that they have to feed, and A.J. Brown has clearly been um, the person who's been eating the most. 131 yards, 175 hundred yards, 127 and 131. He's just been absolutely, I mean, the alpha. If there was any any kind of indication of the you know before this year of, uh, you know it's a one A one B. No, it's it's a it's a one and it's a two. Uh, even though I like Smith, Smith could be a one on a ton of different teams, but it's yeah. just not on the Eagles. 
if he's eating up this much of the offense and they actually start running the ball a ton more, Dallas Goddard may not be able to eat. Yeah. I'm going to go on to um, my defense uh, set of the week. I'm talking about the Chiefs. So I know you talked about them being a good defense. They are a great defense. Like I said, nobody scored over 21 points on them, which I would say is a certainly a victory. They're probably a top 12 uh, fantasy defense on the season. So they're going to go against the Chargers, who are one of the best offenses in the league. They're, they're not top three, but I would, I would say top six, seven for sure. And... You know, typically you want to sit your good defenses against good offenses regardless. Uh, I, w- I would actually consider possibly sitting or dropping them, rather. Um, they only have one good matchup coming up. It's against the Broncos. It's next week. So if you sit them, you want to play them against the Broncos, I totally understand that. Um, but the following week, you have the Dolphins. I wouldn't play them then. You have the bye week. Certainly not playing them then. And then you have the Eagles. So... Unless you want to play them against the Broncos next week, and you can't find somebody who's playing like a you know the Patriots or you know whoever you know one of these bad offenses, the Giants or something like that, then I'm probably dropping the Chiefs defense here for a good four game stretch. Yeah, um, I mean, I I think it's going to be a lower scoring game personally. Uh, I think the Chiefs hold them around that. I don't think the uh, the Chargers get to thirty. I think they're in the twenties. Um, that may not be enough to be a good fantasy defense for the week. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with another talented defense that's going up against a good offense as well. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Rams. Uh, the Rams can sure throw the ball to you know Puka and to Cooper. And I think they're just going to put up too many points. Uh, Steelers dominated the Ravens the last time they were on the field before the bye week. But I think they have a a tougher time this week with the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are are one of those teams. They're they're probably a top 10 offense as well. I'm curious to see how they they operate without any run game, Um, you know, without the Aaron Williams out there or anything like that. So, um, I mean, they still have Cooper Cup. They still have Pukunakua. Uh, you know Tyler Higby. They've got a lot of other weapons, certainly, and not not saying that they don't. But the uh, yeah Steelers Steelers defense. You know they they talked about the Ravens defense. That's kind of it's one of those divisional matchups, typically a, a low scoring game. Rams been putting up points, so it scares me a little bit. Um, but the Steelers defense, yeah, I mean steel curtain. I mean it's still somewhat alive. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of talent there. Um, but I've also seen that the game can get away that complimentary football that when the Steelers offense isn't humming a lot of times, their defense won't be humming either. So, you know, Hey, if Kenny Pickett has a good game, if all his receivers are back and healthy, maybe, maybe they stick in it and and surprise me a bit, but I think it's a tough matchup for him. Yeah. Number, number, uh, three on on the season, Pittsburgh. Steelers. So, I mean, a, a very nice game against the Browns. I think in week two, kind of shot them mm-hmm. up, and they got a ton of sacks that game, racked them up, and forced fumbles. So, I think they even had some defensive touchdowns. So that's gonna it's gonna boost you uh, to the top of the rankings, regardless. But yeah, we've seen them against Houston. It was one of the matchups against a rookie, C.J. Stroud, that uh, yeah, wasn't so. Destroyed. 
yeah they got destroyed so yeah it's <laughs> yeah i'm not uh yeah not not too thrilled to be throwing them out uh who do they have they have the jags after that tennessee so a couple of yeah you probably just bench them you probably don't probably don't drop them like you would do the uh, i would recommend with the Chiefs, but yeah, they got some decent matchups here after that yeah they do they've and uh even you know green bay after that and then back against cleveland again and yeah so a talented defense i just think they have a tough week yeah yeah certainly and i agree there all right everybody so that's basically it um jonah if you want to go ahead and sign us off i mean we've uh we've wrapped up the injuries sadly we've wrapped up the starts we've wrapped up the sits um yeah, where can they find some more uh, Draft Dive information? So, of course, DraftDive.com. Always our website has it. On Twitter, at DraftDive. On Twitter, at underscore Colt Williams. We'll have all your information. Uh, the Patreon, that's a Patreon backslash DraftDive. If you want some of the insider betting information that we've been sending out. And, yeah, so for... For the fantasy podcast. As always, I'm Jonah. I'm Colt. And we thank will... you all very much for listening. Yeah. Thank you, guys.